1: So what is an attachment style? So an attachment style is a child's early relationship with their caregivers or their parents. These bonds will actually affect how the child navigates the world, how they operate in social settings. It can also affect relationships throughout that child's lifespan. And for me personally, attachment styles is really good to know because it can determine why you attract certain lovers, certain relationships, help you to understand why you may not be able to keep certain friendships, can also even determine how you function at work how you submit to authority how you see yourself and how you see others so i think that this attachment style understanding is very very key to you being a thriving adult and before i start to list out these four different attachment styles i want to let you guys know that there is hope you can change your attachment style and i will talk about that a little bit later so let's get into it okay secure attachment so a person who has a secure attachment is very comfortable with Emotional intimacy. They have very healthy boundaries. They are comfortable with telling people, no, I don't like that. They have a healthy self esteem and they are not too concerned about other people's opinions about them. A person with a secure attachment is able to communicate their feelings and their wants and their desires very calmly and very respectfully. People with secure attachment are also very trusting of people and they are just an all round resilient person. But how do they get there? So this child grew up in a warm and supportive environment whose parents were very sensitive to their needs and the desires of the child were constantly and consistently met. The parents also had an ability to see the child as an individual separate from themselves and understood that they were creating a independent child and not a child that is dependent on them. And I think the healthiest example I have seen of a secure child and I know she's still very young but it's my goddaughter and she's two years old and I go and pick her up. She stays at my house, stays at her granddad's house, stays at her grandmother's house. But as soon as I go and pick her up, she's like, hello auntie, she doesn't speak yet, but she's like auntie, auntie car, auntie car, I wanna go in auntie car She's very trusting, she's very open, she's not like crying like Whenever I take her away, she never cries and says, oh no, I want to stay here Even when she's at mine, she never cries and says, I want my mum She's very independent and kind of self-sufficient, even at two years old So kudos to my cousin for raising a very secure child But I think those kind of children grow up with more trust Because they're not having to deal with their own emotional wounds And having to fix things that were broken in them by other people that makes sense. So moving right on we're going to be talking about the second attachment style and that is insecure anxious attachment and this is a style that I had when I was growing up and um like I said you can change your attachment style. So the things that I'm about to mention is not a death sentence and it's not the end of the world but you can change your attachment style. So let's go on to insecure attachment style. So this attachment style is overly invested and preoccupied with close relationships. They need people. These people don't have their own self-esteem so they're very dependent so their self-esteem is in a sense borrowed self-esteem. This attachment style can be very needy, very demanding. They can have a huge fear of being alone, a huge fear of abandonment. They can have a very negative view of themselves. However, a very positive view of other people. So they don't really like themselves. They don't really trust themselves, but they overestimate other people. Like I said, they can be overly demanding, emotionally thirsty. This type can also have a really, really difficult time communicating their needs and their wants. Those kind of people who you say to them, what's wrong? They'll look you dead in the face and say nothing or they'll ice you out or they'll give you the silent treatment or they'll stonewall you to death. They have a hard time communicating their own emotions. And how did they get like this? So this child grew up in a household where their parents were inconsistent at recognizing and responding to their needs. In turn, it made this child very, very anxious not knowing whether they were coming or going, whether they could feel safe or whether they were going to be abandoned. When they cried, they were going to be tended to or when they were hurt, they were going to be listened to. So this, in fact, makes a child very unsure of themselves. So when a parent will meet your needs at one point but in the next moment they don't meet your needs and then the next moment they meet your needs and the next moment they don't meet your needs, this can create an inconsistency within the child's psyche, which then creates confusion in the child's understanding. What the parent is doing is sending the child mixed signals. And when you're a child, you can't understand. When you're a child, you lack understanding. You can't say, oh, the reason why my mother is doing this is because she's dealing with an abusive situation she's dealing with an abusive man you can't put the two together all you can feel is the inconsistency the abandonment within yourself often this leaves the child clinging to the parent for some kind of consistency and one of the things that my siblings constantly mock me about is that when i was younger i always used to hold on to my mum's leg like no i want to go where you're going don't leave me here like i always used to be like like clinging on to my mom, you know? So, so we'll talk about how this specific attachment style later affects relationships. Okay, so the third attachment style is the avoidant, fearful, disorganized attachment style. So these are some of the traits. So they are fearful of intimacy. They can be socially avoidant. They keep themselves to themselves. They see relationships and getting close to people as painful. So, they avoid it. They do not trust people. They have mixed feelings about getting close to others. On one hand, they want to, on the other hand, they don't. They have a negative view of themselves and they also have a hard time being vulnerable. These people tend to feel used or exploited in relationships. And I'll tell you why, just like a quick one, just to kind of go for that point. The reason why this, this type feels that they're always being used or exploited is because they actually don't show up as their real self and so they're not emotionally attached so when you're dealing with someone that is not emotionally attached they are going to therefore do things for you but they're not going to have any heart right you're in a relationship with someone they don't really have much heart but they are kind. they show their kindness through what they do right so if you're constantly giving and giving and giving and because you're emotionally avoidant your heart is basically stone cold. So even though people are trying to show you kindness, you can't feel it. So you may be showing people kindness by doing something for them, but others are showing you kindness by loving you like from the heart but because your heart is cold you can't feel it so the fearful avoidant disorganized attachment type always feels used and this type also have no boundaries and often suffer from a feeling of helplessness so how did they get like that okay this child grew up in a house that was very unstable. They may have been in a house full of abuse, addiction, alcoholism, so this child never really felt any form of security or safety because of the toxic environment in which they lived. So though the child wanted to get close, because of the volatility of the situation, they couldn't. So they found it very difficult to bond with their parents and suffered incredible neglect. Okay, so the fourth and final attachment style is a dismissive avoidant attachment. Also known as the F-boys. Also known as the F-girls and the F-boys. So this type, they downplay relationships. They have a compulsive sense of self-reliance and independence. These people also find it very hard to deal with other people's emotions and their own. This type can be very secretive and get very uncomfortable in close intimate relationships. This type seem to have a quite high sense of self esteem and although they are positive about themselves or have a positive view about themselves they have quite a very negative view of other people this type is extremely difficult to get close to and they often get accused of being cold this type are also not very good at conflict and usually just get up and leave or just avoids conflict altogether this type acts very self sufficient and they put up walls and they have very rigid boundaries and those boundaries are usually used to protect themselves, number one. So how did they get like this? And I think of all the attachment styles, I think it's the most interesting one personally, because I see it so much in the world. But let's explain how they got like that. So this child grew up in a home where their feelings were never validated. They were either dismissed or totally ignored. Their parents may have been too busy or otherwise occupied to be able to interact with the child or give the child any form of affection. However, they may have taken care of their basic needs, but there was no emotional attachment to the child. And the parents may have even frowned upon any emotion, whether the child was crying, super upset, super happy, super sad. They may have frowned upon that child showing any kind of emotion. This taught the child not to express themselves or that expressing themselves was wrong. This child was never able to be completely vulnerable and the parents were also emotionally unavailable. So those are the four attachment styles and like I said, it is very possible for you to change your attachment style that may have been how you was as a child, but I'm here to tell you that you can actively work on changing your attachment style and therefore change the way you are now we can't change our past but we can change our present so before we talk about that let's go through how these four attachment styles do in relationships so let's work backwards okay let's start off first with my favorite the dismissive avoidant type so the dismissive avoidant type is probably the most hardest person to be in a relationship with these people refuse to let anyone close to them so you may actually start to feel like does this person even want to be with me does this person care and so what we tend to do with this type is we tend to try and push and try and push and pry our way in so the walls are up but we're pushing we're knocking down the walls and we're doing it violently because we are frustrated within ourselves we just want you to let us in and so what happens is if you keep on persisting that may actually drive them deeper and deeper into their own shell because what they see that you persisting or trying to quote unquote change them that, for them, is a form of rejection, which is what the dismissive avoidant type fears the most, rejection. And this can be quite strange to you because they put up a front like, oh, nothing bothers them. They don't really care if you leave or go. They put up this front, but deep down they are fearful of Rejection. So if you're in a relationship with this type, try not to overreact and it's easier said than done. But if you keep on pushing them, it's actually doing more damage than good because you pushing and you prying won't actually achieve the results that you think it would with any other attachment style, right? You have to be patient and work to understand their differences because they are very different. And for those of you who have this attachment style, instead of pulling away from emotional intimacy, try and lean into it. Even if it's once in a while, try and lean into it. Try and see what's the worst that can happen if I actually submit myself to somebody. Basically, do the opposite of what you've always been doing. So let's talk about the fearful avoidant and how they are in relationships. All right, so the fearful avoidant type constantly need to feel reassured. You're there for them, that you care for them and that you are a safe place for them to be vulnerable. They need emotional support and honesty for them to be who they are. The worst thing you can do to a fearful avoidant type is to lie to them or to reject them. You're going to have to be very very patient with this type because the roots run deep but perfect love casts out fear so what you need to do to counteract the fear is to call out genuine pure love for this person and for those of you who have this fearful avoidant attachment style this is what you need to do you need to lean more onto your trusting side and the way from your fearful they're gonna hurt me what if What if, what if? Take your time to unravel to a person, but only when you feel safe to do so. Don't stay up here in your head. Get down here in your heart. If your heart trusts this person, unravel at your own pace, but unravel still. Okay, so for the uh, anxious attachment types, which was me, which can still potentially be me. I like to say that I'm more of a secure attachment, but I still have elements of the anxious attachment style, which I was when I was a child. So it's a process but we're working through it. So anxious attachment style also need a lot of reassurance which can be very draining to be in a relationship with them. Any sign of you leaving or you being displeased with them can send them into a downward spiral. So the anxious attachment types need a lot of intimacy okay and I'm not talking sex. I'm talking into me see. They need to feel seen. You've got to let them know that you've got them no matter what you gotta let them know that they are it's okay so it's a safe place for you to be vulnerable it's a safe place for you to be yourself let them know that you see them and you've got them the worst thing to do to this attachment style is to be inconsistent the worst thing you can do to this attachment type is to send mixed signals break routines and give them empty promises anxious attachment types are highly sensitive and they get hurt very very easily so the worst type for the anxious attachment to fall in love with to be in relationship with is the the anxious fearful avoidant type and the fearful avoidant type and this is for obvious reasons right based on everything i've just listed however what you can do if you are an anxious attachment type is to actually begin to build some internal fortitude because a lot of us where does that emotions feelings we're all over the gaff okay <laughs> so the best thing that we can do is to build some internal fortitude something that grounds you deep within an understanding a belief that grounds you deep within so that you're not tossed to and fro with every disapproving comment every disapproving remark every disapproving person and you can begin to feel safe in your relationships without the constant need to check if the person still loves you, still wants to be with you. And finally, the most coveted attachment style, the secure attachment. They're pretty much perfect to be honest. And I'm joking. If you're a secure attachment type, you have quite a lot of flexibility. You have a lot of flexibility in relationships. You have a teammate response to relationships with the intention of meeting both of your needs. But the problem with a secure attachment is that you may feel like It's your job to save the other attachments types, okay? And that is a dangerous place to be in. That's a dangerous zone. You are not captain saver attachment, okay? You are not that. (laughs) Even though you may be tempted to put on a cape and try and save them. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save him. He don't want to be saved. Don't save him. (laughs) But I have seen a lot of secure attachment types trying to save let's say the fearful avoidant, anxious attachment style. And it's just not possible to save anyone. It's not possible to change anyone. The only ones that can change are the people that want to be changed. And I believe, and this is just me thinking logically, but secure attachment type should be with a secure attachment type. But the person that may have become a secure attachment, I think those people would fit together really, really good. With an understanding of we're in this together. Secure attachment types, secure where there is mutual trust, mutual respect, And mutual efforts Like I said before You can change your attachment type And I hope I've given you a little bit of tips To help you with your type And now that you know your type You can also maybe do some research online There's so much information out there And I think it's really really good For you to actually learn what type you are Like I said I grew up with the anxious attachment type And I started to notice the level of uncertainty And anxiety in my early relationships But I can say that I'm growing To become more secure in myself and in my relationships but it also helps if your partner is also working on or is secure himself thank you for listening to this episode of the pep talk podcast it would mean so much to me if you can leave a review rate this episode and i will see you in the next one stay fabulous ladies
0: it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust